0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Nourishing Talks podcast, where we discuss everything about navigating life. If you're new here, I'm Miki, and I'm passionate about food, health, but most importantly, I'm passionate about life. My ultimate goal is to be able to inspire you to live your best and fullest life, and so I really hope that this podcast can bring a bit of joy into your day. I'm really, really grateful to have you here, and so, without further ado, let's get into it. So, today I have a special guest with me, my mom, who is my biggest inspiration. I've decided to bring her here because I really do believe that her experience, her vision of life and her work deserves to be shared with the world. And hopefully, you'll get to the end of this episode feeling inspired and ready to take on the world. So, very briefly introducing my mom, because we'll actually go into more detail on the episode. She's a mother of 5 kids, 7 by heart. And her biggest passion is helping other people find their potential and purpose in life. After years in the corporate world, she felt that she was losing her purpose and so against everyone and all she decided to follow her dreams and true passion. Not only this is now what she gets to do for a living, but she's also living proof that you have all it takes to be happy. And so, let's see what she has to say. Hello! welcome to the podcast hello hello i'm so so you? happy to be here i am wonderful oh i'm so glad you're here thank you so much for coming i'm the one to
1: thank you i must say one thing that i was just thinking before coming what that i'm really really honored and blessed and and everything because i was thinking like it's kind of uh we're kind of trained to be proud of our parents, to be honored, like to, to, you know, but to invite, to be invited to speak on your stage. I'm like, <laughs> a, I'm, I'm more than honored, really, really. I feel
0: really, really blessed, really. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. It means the world to me. It also means the world to me, and as I've said in the intro, I really do think your story is worth sharing, and I don't know, if I can do it in some way, if I can help sharing your story in some way, then I'm going to do it. And so, the way I like to start my podcast is by asking some ice-breaking questions. They're a bit random, but I feel like it's going to be good to start. So, are you ready? I am. (laughs) I am. The first one, if you could only invite one person for dinner, alive or dead, who would it be? You. Me? (laughs) Why? Because I miss you, because you're so
1: far away from me. I love you, because you inspire me, because I I always want to know more and more about you. And and I really miss our long, long hours together.
0: (laughs) I miss them too so much. Okay, next one before I cry. If you could only eat one dish for the rest of your life, what would it be? Sushi. I could I could see that coming. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza, yes or no?
1: Not my favorite, but <laughs> not disgusting as well. That's going to be controversial.
0: And the last one, what has been the highlights of your week?
1: Cold plunge. We started doing cold plunges every morning we stay there for like three to five minutes.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. You're brave. So now I want to ask you some questions, but I also asked my followers on Instagram on a question box to ask anything they wanted to know about you, about us, about your life, about our relationship, just anything. So, okay. So the first question, if you could tell us a bit about yourself, How kind of like what you do, how you got to that point, how your life was a bit along the years.
1: So to tell to tell you what I do now, maybe I will start to share my story. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I was one of those who were told that if you go to a nice college, then you take a degree and then you go and work in a consultant firm. And then your career will go to the top in in a very very fast way, and then you would go to the client, and then this is your ticket to happiness, okay? And I bought that ticket, but the thing is, uh, when I arrived at my thirty two when I had my third child mm-hmm. that i felt really really sad sad to a point that I, I don't know what what was happening to me you know but i was like there was no no juice in life you know mm-hmm. no zest in life and i was kind of oh my god what is happening with me and it, and worse than that every time i tried to share people would go like uh, you're spoiled like you know how come how come you're on the top of your career you have three amazing children you have a nice husband. You live in a kind of a palace, just by the sea. How come you are complaining? Yeah, maybe there's even something worse with me, which is that I'm not grateful, that I'm spoiled, yeah. that I, you know. And I was yeah. like, okay, I, I, I will have to be the one to take myself out of this situation. But the thing is, I had no idea where to go. I knew that the, the place I was wasn't giving me any happiness, but I, but I didn't know where to go. So I just started trying different things. And the first thing was yoga. And I, and I, when I started practicing yoga, everything started changing after that, like the mm-hmm. domino, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I changed my diet. I changed uh, my lifestyle. I became healthier. I, st- I started to pay attention to my body. And I took it up to a point where I was invited to start teaching yoga. At that time, I was a marketing director in an insurance company, as you know. And then when I was pregnant with my fourth child, your sister, Laura, when I was like six months pregnant, I kind of received a message like uh, uh, you should start studying homeopathy because I just... Uh, noticed that a friend of mine uh, started studying homeopathy and then I received that message like you should start homeopathy and I I was kind of like how 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 comes homeopathy I don't I didn't even know what homeopathy was at that time but the insight was so strong that in two days, I applied for a school in the UK, and I ended up doing uh, my degree in homeopathy, which I thought at that time was just for growing purposes, like for my self-development, you know, I never thought of becoming a homeopath. But then I kind of discovered like a very, very potent and amazing and beyond everything I could have expected in homeopathy. And then I thought, no. Now let's move to India and let's do my post-graduation there and let's explore more. And I started giving consultations. So at that point, my life was a little bit better in terms of, okay, there are many more things uh, to do in life. But on the other side, I was feeling like an octopus, you know, because I had my marketing hat. Then I had the homeopathy hat. Then I had the mom yoga hat. hat. (laughs) Mom hat, and and so many others. At that time, your sister, your sister as well, invited me to write a book with her, a cooking book. Remember that? I do. So out of nothing, I had like four or five hats, and then my question started to be, okay, what is the one I will choose? You know, what is the what is the visit card you take out of your pocket when somebody meets yeah. you? Who are you? Are you yeah. What are you doing? You don't know, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you want to be Rita the homeopath? you want to be Rita, the marketing director?
1: Wow. These things are so different, one from the other. It's not like, okay, you're going to be a marketeer or you're going to be a sales manager. Mm -hmm. You know, these things are, you're going to become a a yoga teacher, a homeopath, a marketeer, a a chef. What are you going to be? I was like, Jesus. And then because of that, and because of this confusion, my fifth passion was born, which is self-development. And so to make a long story short, yeah. I ended up leaving the corporate world, setting up my own practice. And, uh, and now I help people connect with their potential and do the most amazing things with their life. That is really what inspires me.
0: Wow. I think I've heard this story at least like 10 times. And I swear every time, every time it gives me goosebumps. Yeah. So what would you say was The biggest challenge out of all that process turning your life around, just in general, because there were many, I know. Yeah,
1: there were many, many, many. Like the biggest challenge was to be myself. Because when you're in that process, you have a tendency, which is to share with people that are not where you want to be. Like sharing with my parents, imagine, you know, like I'm thinking about leaving the corporate world to do this and this again was not like i want to be a sales yeah. manager okay this yeah. was like i want to help people grow and reach their potential and then yeah. the, the next question was would be what is that <laughs> or i want to i want to help people to be happy okay what is that
0: i feel like people were telling you what you were you were not saying who you were people were telling you so you go i want to study homeopathy and people would tell you Wait, but you're a marketeer
1: and then all these rational questions come you know from people who are not where you want to be and this is the most yes. secret thing like first of all you have to trust your your niggle you know you have to trust yeah. even the restlessness you know when you feel that restlessness inside it's a huge huge deep that something wants to be born out of you you know something needs to change something needs to move okay in in a on a energetic perspective and then sometimes when you do when you feel these things you start uh you feel a little bit insecure inside and you start asking you start sharing and you start asking for approval you don't know that you want approval but you want approval right you want people to say let's go you go you're gonna get it come on i promise
0: you I feel like it's 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 human to to seek to seek for validation but when you need external validation it means that you're you don't have the internal one you're not giving yourself that validation but yes, also absolutely. it's also it's only human like it feels good when people reassure absolutely. you that you're on the right track
1: if you want to share with somebody please do share with people that already are where you want to be and these people are evidence for you, you know. That it is possible. But again, if you don't have
0: evidence, you build your own one. And that is so amazing. So what was your biggest motivation? Did you have something or someone that you always looked up to? My biggest motivation was how do I want
1: my my story to be told in hindsight? That was my biggest motivation. And the second one was you. You and your and your brothers and sisters, because uh, I think people tend to think that when we have children, we have to be very cautious, and we have to uh, we have to sacrifice ourselves, and we have to uh, we cannot be ourselves. I think the opposite. You know,
0: I think it would have been so bad for me to to see you sacrifice yourself every day rather than trying to be your best person, honestly.
1: Yeah, because you have to have the responsibility
0: of filling your cup, you know?
1: You have to fill your cup to be able to give to others.
0: Yeah. How are you gonna fill my cup if yours is not full? Like there's there's no way. Absolutely.
1: And because you're uh you're a living example. It's not what you what you say to your kids. It's what you live on a daily do. daily basis. It's what yeah. you do.
0: But I guess I guess it, it must be like it's easy to talk, but it must be hard as well for you to just trust that you're doing the right thing when at the same time, obviously you're worried, how am I going to have the money to support my kids? I'm I going to pay my bills. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and not
1: only that, when you decide you want to jump, Like you want to take the leap, like you're touching in uh, many people's insecurities around you. Like many people would would have loved to have the courage to take the leap, but somehow they were not able to. So you're extremely alone. You feel alone, you know? and you have to be strong and understand that the people that you used to to be with will with time will understand. Am I talking too much Mickey?
0: No you're not. I'm I'm <laughs> loving it. <laughs> There's a question here. There's two questions but they kind of touch on the same topic. So, how to manage having five kids in terms of logistics, logistics, financially? How do you pay attention to all of them? And how did you kind of do it along the process? Okay, so first time, how do you pay attention
1: to them? So I've always wanted to be a good mom in terms of your inspiration, in terms of what do you take from life, in terms of you believing in yourself. So huh. Getting a little bit emotional. <laughs> so I, I always had these two things very clear. On the line that
0: I've chosen, I've always did my best. Yeah, because let me tell you, you did not step foot in any of the parents' meetings at school. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my twelfth 12th... shall not be said. <laughs> <laughs> my twelfth grade teacher towards the end of the year, she was like, you know, it's curious that I have no idea what your mom looks like. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God.
1: But the thing is, where do you think you will have the biggest impact on your children? And yeah. whatever the area is, just choose that one and go on that path and try to be the best for your kids. And then the second question was how to manage financially when like, when, when you're in a transition. Like when you're yeah. in a transition, I think there's one thing that I advise every people to do, which is when you take a leap There are a lot of different things that happen that you don't control and that you have no idea are going to happen. Suddenly, you have to manage many new things. Uh, A lot of them are very uncomfortable to you. So if on top of that, you put the financial responsibility, your creativity will go down in a minute, you know. And then mm-hmm. your business will suffer from that. So the thing to do this transition, in my opinion, is to, in the beginning, to keep both. And if you're able to manage, two amazing things will happen. The first one, you still have your income. So your creativity will not suffer. And the second thing, the enthusiasm you gain from being in your own business on starting your own business will be an amazing piece and you will end up doing an even better job in the corporate world or in your previous in your previous place was it clear
0: Yeah, I think that's really good advice because it's also realistic. Like you're not going to say that you can just like quit your job and everything will be okay. It most likely will, but it's going to be a lot of stress on you. And yeah, it's important to step out of your comfort zone along the way. I definitely agree. But also in a way that you know, you're not just going to melt down. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Should we answer a question for both of us? Yeah. Okay. Okay. How did she help you during your eating disorder and how did it affect your relationship? So I actually had to like write this out because I had quite of a lot to say. Uh, I feel like this is a big question and there is one thing that I want to say. I think it's really hard to help someone that doesn't want to be helped. So I think for a mom or for a, a dad, it's really hard to help someone that's in that position. And it's coming from someone that didn't want to be helped for so long as well. And I think for me, the best way that you help me was always giving me kind of freedom and trusting like that I was going to get through it when I felt that no one else was trusting me. Because it's it's also hard to trust someone that has a disease. I don't know, it must have been really hard for you to trust me and I really appreciate that you did and I think that's one of the best ways that you helped me. And also the way you tried to always show me the harm that my eating disorder was giving me just beyond like appearance and all of the obvious so you kind of just always try to touch on things that you know would touch me so telling Mm -hmm. me about like are you not afraid you're never gonna have kids because you knew that was so important for me and that was always like such a big dream of mine to have to raise a family like a big family or just I don't know, just pointing out, oh, you're losing your feminine side. I don't know, your hormones. Like, just pointing out such important stuff that was beyond the obvious of the, you don't look good. Because most people just go like, you don't even look good at skinny, you know, and that, that doesn't really help. Yeah, and I don't know. I think... The way you helped me was really just always being by my side and trusting me and giving me a bit of space. But I really understand that this is also hard for you or for any parents, just trusting someone that just shows over and over again that they should not be trusted. I don't know. What what kind of is your vision on this?
1: Yeah, um. Again, it was a um, challenging thing because on one side, in my nature, there is always this thing of giving space. Yeah. And uh, especially, uh, and I learned that through homeopathy, space is really needed for the for the energy of the patient to speak for itself, you know. And uh, sometimes on a rational level, we're not ready to heal. And that yeah. is the truth. And uh, when that happens, the only thing you can do is really give space. Give space and bring awareness. The yeah. time will come where everything will fall into place. And my role there is to give you as much love as possible, as much yeah. love as possible, because when you're doing that, it's that also comes from a place of lack of love, lack yeah. of self-love. So give your daughter or son or whatever a lot of love bring help them bring a lot of awareness tell them that maybe uh, they're not ready yet but just invite them to be aware
0: yeah and i think that's actually a big thing like understanding where your behaviors are coming from because it's it's never about looking skinny it's, it's never about no. looking skinny. Like for me, it was never about that. For me, it was always about my need for control, My me being so insecure that I needed to prove myself that I was worthy in other ways. And it's also going to look different for everyone. Like every eating disorder is different and looks different for everyone. Yeah. So it's really hard to help someone, especially when they don't want to be helped. Because the thing with eating disorders is the person is not gonna get better until they actually want to get better for me it took almost six years until i actually wanted to get better and yeah it's really hard to tell how to help but just i feel like the worst thing you can do is just go against them right yeah because that's just gonna make everything 10 times worse I don't blame parents that do that, but sometimes that's just the way they react. Trying to force someone to eat, like that's not gonna do anything. And I'm I'm telling you that if someone forced me to eat or whenever someone forced me to eat, that just made me not wanna eat at all. Yeah, so in terms of how it affected our relationship, I feel like it actually didn't affect it that much. I just feel like we, we have a deeper connection and it's kind of, we both knew who I was inside, you know who I truly am, and you didn't let my eating disorder get in the way of that. So, yeah, I don't know. We just learned how to deal with it. And because I feel like for a long time, mm, it wasn't so clear that I had an eating disorder, just because I wasn't at a super low weight. I was convincing myself that in my mind, I didn't have anything. So it wasn't as if someone could just pick something to say, yeah, like she has an eating disorder because people didn't know yeah, what yeah, was yeah, going yeah. through my mind. Yeah, Because yeah, for yeah, so long, yeah. I also disguised it as like, oh, I'm so healthy. Yeah. Okay. Big question. I, I I put this one for both, but I think it's more for me than for you. How has your mom inspired you? Did you have any difficulties in your relationship? And oh my God. Okay. There's a lot of ways in which you inspire me. The first one and kind of a big one is the way you see life and the way you just embrace life amazes me and it still does every day like not only your experience just turning your life around having five kids the circumstances at that time so just going against everyone and all because I remember the I was young, but I do remember the rejection you got from so many people. I just imagine because I struggle a lot with fear of rejection as well. And I just (laughs) we all do. (laughs) If I had heard from someone the things you heard, I don't know if I would have gone through with it. And honestly, you amaze me. (laughs) I'm not joking. Honestly. I'm I'm being serious. It's really hard to go against everyone to believe in yourself when no one else really isn't like yeah. it's it's really hard and it's such a big step another thing and i and each day i realize even more how much You actually inspired me because the way you put your whole soul and your entire energy and how you just love your job, which is helping other people become their best versions, find purpose, find their potential and how you believe so much in it because you've been there and because you know like how good it feels and that your mission in life is to help other people better themselves, be happier. Yeah, that's such an amazing goal. I think that's what's giving me motivation every day as well, because that's what I want to do. I want to help people. And just being able to look at you and look at what you did, it's really motivating. It really is. So sweet,
1: Mickey. Thank you.
0: As you said, that was one of your missions as a mom. So mission complete. Mission accomplished. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mission accomplished. (laughs) In terms of, again, difficulties in our relationship. There weren't many. The only ones I could point out, because I gave this a bit of thought, is I've always been kind of, not kind of, I've always been an insecure person. And I used to use academic validation as my coping mechanism back in high school. So I would spend my whole day in my room. I would isolate myself from everyone just so that I could have good grades. For what? I don't know. But that was my type of validation. I feel that that's where I was kind of like finding my worth. So, okay, I can't do anything. I'm not doing anything that fulfills me. I don't know my worth. So at least I have good grades. Like, at least I'm good at that. Mm -hmm. At least I have this to show to other people. And I remember that that was a period that brought a lot of tension. Just because like you were trying, as you always do, you were trying to get deeper with me. I was just running away from everything from every emotion from yeah at that time perfectionism
1: was showing a lot huh? perfectionism like
0: yeah. yeah so much stress like you would try to talk to me and i would burst into tears or i would just i don't know yell at everyone not yell at everyone cuz i don't yell at people but <laughs> you get my
1: point yeah but again and... our relationship was not affected
0: no it wasn't affected it was just like maybe a period of tension yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the same. Then I found yeah, I found another coping mechanism, my eating disorder. <laughs> yeah, but again, it didn't really affect our relationship. It was just like maybe the most tense period. But yeah, I would say if there's one thing that I am so grateful and it's gonna sound like a cliche, but you are my best friend, honestly.
1: Oh, so sweet. Me. You
0: you are my mom, first of all. Yes, but you are also my best friend and I'm very grateful for that because reading these questions, asking about like problems, issues, blah, blah, blah in our relationship, I had such a hard time putting them out. Like I can't. Like where are they? They don't exist.
1: Oh, you're such a beautiful soul.
0: Okay, these two were kind of deep. I might try and find a lighter one now. Okay. <laughs> what does a day look like in your life? What are some of the things you cannot go on without on a day?
1: So the things I cannot go without on a day, in fact, are cold shower. Now I have Ooh. the cold plunge, but before that, every day I take, I have a cold shower yeah. every day. Another practice that I that I do a lot: breathing. Breathing does miracles to our life. Another practice of course, is yoga. So these are my non-negotiables and sometimes journaling as well. Okay. Oh,
0: how do you feel about aging?
1: Wonderful. I feel wonderful. Wonderful. You know why? Because if I ask myself, do you want to go back? No way. Imagine me going back to think in the way I used to think 20 years ago, or you know what? Life would be so boring, you know? Like, Yeah, All of this amazing knowledge and wisdom and experience that I was able to collect through these years was absolutely amazing. Yeah, aging, if done correctly, if done out of a place of love, it's absolutely amazing.
0: Okay, I don't have that many more questions. Uh, What are the most important values you want to pass on to your kids?
1: not only to my kids, but to everybody. Always know if you were not equipped to do something amazing in the world, you would have not been born.
0: And you are the only one standing in your way. Always. Absolutely. Okay. So last question. If you could talk to your younger self right now, what would you tell her? Trust yourself now. Trust your niggle now. Do the thing you want
1: to do now. Do the thing that, that is scaring you now. Don't postpone it. Trust yourself. There is so much magic when you do that. So much magic.
0: Wow. That's everything for this podcast. Thank you so, so much for being here with me. I feel happy. I feel I feel blessed.
1: I feel blessed as well. I feel honored. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It meant the world to me. You're such a beautiful soul.
0: Oh, I love you. And thank you again. And that brings us to the end of this episode. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me. I really hope you could in some way benefit from this episode. And I'll see you in the next one.